Will, do you have the the Zoom link dialed back up? What do you What do you do? I can't see what you're doing now. You're I was doing actually this I was in the middle of pulling this thing up right now. Nice. I'm already All on right. top of it. You should know these things. No, I I just I'm going to need to be paying attention so I can admit you to the to the room here because every, everyone can. I love that to we're this. doing this live. No, here. everyone can relate to this. People get it. Like good content here. A little behind the scenes action live on air. How about that. Yeah, I mean you don't get that every day. You don't. There we go. I got you. I can see you now. You're on the drive with Josh Graham. Proceed slowly and with caution. On WSJS Sports. All right, Will. All right. Said you were pulling me some bump music for today. Respect on that first one. Green Day, mate, like one of the best bass lines ever when I come around. Solid work. Solid work. Some other idiot in the press here, Darren Vaught, in for Josh Graham on the drive today. Although he's wandered into the studio here after doing statewide radio for three hours already. Who'd have thunk it? He just won't leave you people alone. This thing on? Oh, I'm an attention (laughs) seeker. I'm a narcissist. That's that's why. That's like I, half the job. I'm kind of mad that you didn't let me do the entire three-hour show after just doing a three-hour show. In fact, why is it 6A to 6P just Josh Graham? When the light's out, when the sun is out, Josh Graham's voice should be on the radio on WSJS Sports. WSJG. Josh Graham. <laughs> now we're going to rebrand. Now, now we're, we're pitching good here. ideas. We're going to rebrand. Um. All right, so I teased, Josh, radio term, mm-hmm. that the National Player of the Year in college basketball is returning for another season. When's the last time a Kentucky kid was really good and decided to come back to school? <laughs> right. It's crazy. I mean, even even we see, we've seen it, guys, like we're talking, of course, of Oscar Shibwe from Dalton. Kentucky. Will Dalton spell his name? Oh, yeah, do it. How could how well do you think you do in a nope, last look, name? Eyes Oscar, up here. No, 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 eyes no, up here, I Will. I know. Oscar I got my rundown Shibway. over there, and I'm not looking. Give it to What's the last name again? Shibway. Shibway. Shibway? Origin? I don't know. Shibway. He was he's, once at West Virginia. He's Congolese. Is that right? Yes. Does it start that. with a Z? No. No. Okay. A lot of those funky names it might start with a It starts with a, with a T, so you should It be does start shape. with a T, so you're right that it doesn't begin with a letter that it sounds like it begins Shibway? with. Shibwe. T.S. Uh, according to Darren, uh, yeah, I got him on a little little Zoom FaceTime. You're off so to a good start. Another. No, I mean, yeah, you're he, fine. You're two yeah. for two. You yeah, got plenty of letters up, so to go. So I must be doing well. Uh, T.S. Shibwe. H. Yep. E. E. Try nah, again. you're out. No. E.A.? He, he just said two E's. No, it's E.I. Done. T.S.H.I.E.B. Ah. Uh. W E. Oh, I forgot the W. <laughs> Oscar Shibway. He's Shibway. back. Anyways, Shibway. he's back. He gets a lot of rebounds. Like you, we thought the Armando Baycott news was big. This Who's is that? this is crazy. Mm-hmm. Who is that? Yeah. Don't worry, Will's got it. He's fine. As the new, pre- he, we've, we've covered this once. We've covered this. I said it in the open, and he's he was on top. He, he was miles ahead of me on the sounder. He wasn't even expecting it. But. It, it, you mentioned when the last time a Kentucky player was good and came back. Mm-hmm. 
When was the last time a national player of the year came back? Zion Williamson would have if NIL existed. I, you you insist on that? I don't believe it. No, Zion is But even if that's publicly, the case. He's already said publicly that he told his parents that his parents said you have to make a decision by tomorrow. And he said, I want to come back to Duke. And then he woke up the next morning and his parents and Coach K said, You don't have an option. You're going to the draft. No, for so sure. He wanted to come back and I, he's I'm not saying make, I'm not saying that you're wrong. When you say he wanted to come back, you're wrong. When you're saying he would have come back, I think he would have with nil. I oh, I think he would have if there was nil because what he's going to get paid by Nike dwarfs whatever he would be paid in his first year in an NBA contract. In a contract alone, though, right? What Whether saying, you're an NBA rookie or a, a second year player at Duke, your your endorsement deals are going to be crazy either way yeah zion williamson this is the part people don't realize zion and the star player at duke gets more exposure than any nba player i'd argue because there are rules darren in the nba how many times you could be on national tv that don't exist in college where i think during he was past that during zion season there was a run where duke was on espn proper nine or 11 consecutive games. Yeah. And then some of those games would go head-to-head with NBA on ABC, like Steph and LeBron or playing no, on the for Saturday sure. night. And Duke would outdraw those No, teams. for sure. No, I'm not, saying, I'm not saying you're wrong there. But, like, I don't want to be paid an exposure. If I'm Zion Williamson and I'm worth mo- actual money, well, I, that is actual money. I'd rather go get paid an actual money. Well, I, no, no, no. He would not have come back without NIL. NIL is actual money. What I'm saying is, if he's allowed to make that, to net that Nike deal, like you would today in NIL, I think he comes back for another year. I think one-to-one versus his rookie contract, there's a there's an argument. To answer your there, question, but though, anyways. I don't know. But right. That, and like, so what I, is the list? Right. So the, here's the AP National Players of the Year by year. In college basketball, if you give, I would like to see how many I can get in a row, like going back in time. So, okay, twenty twenty one, AP National Player of the Year. Give me a team, Iowa. Oh, shoot, uh, Luca Garza. Luca Garza. Yeah, if you you got to give me the team, I think that's fair. Yeah, twenty. Dayton. Toppin. Obi Toppin, correct. Drafted first rounder, high pick to Top the New York Knicks. Knicks. Yeah. Then Zion. Okay. Jalen Brunson, Villanova. Mm-hmm. I think he might have been a senior, so he might not have had a choice. No, I don't think he had a choice. Frank Mason from Kansas, same situation. Yeah. In 2017, senior didn't have a choice. He left. Denzel Valentine, Michigan State, 2016. Older guy. Older guy. Older guy. Also was a first-round draft pick. Mm-hmm. That was a good Michigan State team, even though they got upset by Michigan State. Or no, not Michigan State, but Mi- uh, Middle Tennessee State. Mm-hmm. 215. 2015, Wisconsin. Kaminsky. Frank Kaminsky. Frank the Tank. First-round first draft pick. Will Dalton is cringing at that thought. Yeah, that didn't work out so well. He's a f- he's fine. He's, a fi- he's just not what he... Top was, 10 pick. Could have been there. Right. 2014, Creighton. 
Dougie Buckets. Dougie McBuckets. Uh-huh. NBA guy. Left. Got drafted. 2013, Michigan. Oh, wow. This was a good Michigan team. Trey Burke? Trey Burke. Okay. Drafted. First round. Shooting his shot. Yep. National championship game. I'm not talking about on the floor. I'm talking about with Kate Upton. <laughs> and they lost to Luke Hancock and company in the championship game. That's it. Yeah. All right. So then we get to 2012. Kentucky. Yeah. AD. AD. 2011. Jimmer Fredette, BYU. Let's go. Like big stars, 2012 and back. 2010, Evan Turner, Ohio State. Hmm. 2009, Blake Griffin, Oklahoma. Yeah. 2008, Tyler Hansbrough. Durant, J.J. Redick, Andrew Bogut, Jameer Nelson, David West, Jay Williams, Shane Battier, Kenyon Martin, Elton Brand. That's 1999. I mean, like I don't. Uh, everyone that we just mentioned either had no choice but to leave because they were seniors and or were were first-round draft picks. It's been so long since a national player of the year has come back in college basketball. And it's wild to think that it's going to be a Kentucky Wildcat and that it's going to be Oscar Shibway because he's a fringe first, second-round guy based on projections, which, again, like is where we've seen there's the drop-off, money-wise, anyway. And at Kentucky, if you're the reigning national player of the year, I, I mean, to your point about Zion, I guess it does make sense, right? Like, I mean, <laughs> rather than be a second-rounder and get run in the league, you'd rather be the guy, like the man at Kentucky – and make your NIL money, which is probably going to be pretty good. And then you'll give it another try next year and and play pro ball then. It, it's it's wild. Wild. What 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 are you discerning? No, I mean what you're saying is true. It's a different time in college basketball and all people want to talk about is the negative implications of a lot of things. Like Dick Vitale, if you look at his Twitter account, yelling into the void about Loyal to you, man. He's time transfer. Yeah, he's too positive a person to be as negative as he's. That's been. true. He's negative on social media. I hate media. seeing it. I hate. I don't seeing like it. it either. But the positive of nil and all this is for that sport where one guy coming back could change the entire dynamic. That's and it. That's been a positive. And it gives players who did not have a place at after a certain point in their college careers did not have a place. It gives them somewhere to be and somewhere to go. When they're, you know, just on the outside looking in of the NBA draft. Teams aren't large in the NBA. It's a small draft. Mm-hmm. There are there are a lot of good basketball players and that we can keep one for that much longer because they get to come back to college and not be totally exploited when they do so is a good thing, right? Like, it's just, it's a good thing. But there are so many good basketball players. Like It's amazing to me that Baycott and Shibway are both coming back when they, they could be could have been playing pro ball next year. It's cool. It's great for college basketball. And that's that. 
Josh, you're sticking around on the other side. Yes. I, I gotta. You you mentioned something when you closed out the Adam Gold show mm-hmm. that we're going to talk about on the other side regarding dating and Costco. Important stuff. Groundbreaking stuff. That's when we come back. It's the drive. Fellas, what's cracking? with cracking? The drive with Josh Graham on WSJS Sports. All right, Josh. Nope, nope. Your mic's off. I have the power today. Your mic is off. I was I was going for the chunkiness on the fret there, and you just sang over it. Distinctive voice. I'm pissed. Distinctive voice. All right, hold on. We're gonna redo that. Mike's mic's off for Josh Graham. Will, I'm gonna need you to play that Fallout Boy bump just one more time. Just bring us back. Bring us back. Oh, yeah. There it is. You just got to wait for it, Josh. Let it breathe. He's probably going to jump on your mic in Here it is. All right, welcome back to The Drive. Darren Vaught in for Josh Graham. Despite his insistence. Am I more than <laughs> you? More boy, yeah. Distinctive voice. What's the guy's name again? Brandon something? No, Brendan Urie is Panic at the Disco. Oh, Brendan Urie. That's Patrick Stump. Sorry. From Fallout Boy. My yeah. apologies, Mr. Stump. No, yeah. you're listening. Yeah, come on. Come on. Mm-hmm. Chicago's finest, Fallout Boy. Wow. We love that. Did you see them in Chicago? I did. That's pretty cool. At Wrigley Field. Uh, it was pretty emotional for them. They got, like, they were in Cubs jerseys, customized Cubs jerseys, and. They got they got emotional. It was cool. Yeah, they didn't like have a book come out and read like a full chapter of the book during the show, did they? I only say that because Sarah Bradford and I paid an inordinate amount of money, and by we I mean me, a bunch <laughs> of money to go see Ben Folds in Winston Salem, his hometown, and he had a book coming out. So he spent literally twenty five thirty minutes sitting on the piano. He did a book? reading a chapter of his book. That was not part of the show that was not part of the <laughs> we're sitting here expecting Ben Folds songs okay one of his books are for sale here or his book is on sale <laughs> Ben Folds sits on the piano and reads a chapter and he's like well I think you guys it'll mean a lot to you guys because it's about somewhere right down the street I thought this is cool he's gonna read a passage it's probably gonna be two minutes it'll be like a wedding yeah yeah we'll read a few verses that's what we're gonna do read the whole chapter read the whole chapter <laughs> 25 minutes Ben Folds and Winston say. <laughs> I'd still see him again. Trash. Just as long as I know he's not reading a full chapter of his book. That's, I'll tell you what, Dave Grohl would never. He just had a book Do come out. Do you know that? I know that. Okay. Maybe. I don't know that. I don't know, maybe. I'm bummed because I was supposed to see the Foo Fighters, but then Taylor Hawkins passed and I'm, I they am canceled their tour. So I'm, bummed for, right so I'm bummed for multiple reasons. Obviously, I understand that they yeah. cannot play a show for me. I'm on pins and needles right now wondering what it was that I was talking about at the end of the show that you took issue with or that you wanted to talk no, about. No, I just wanted to I, – I was intrigued by it. You mentioned okay. – um, I think you blamed Gen Z 
for this. Well, um, it's not blaming. I might be getting credit to Gen Z based on how you feel about the issue. Okay, where did you see the idea put forth mm-hmm. that a first date should be at a Sam's Club, Costco, BJ's, whatever? I had an intern who now works for Charlotte FC who said that that was something he would do frequently, and he described it as a hack, a, a life hack, a hack for life. This is something that people don't do, but people should do. And then a separate person who did not know that person, who was also a part of Gen Z, said the same thing. And then I ran it by someone else and said, have you heard of this? And my nephew said they had. And So, so it's, it's not, a thing. It's so not it's even not, just a... It's not I saw it somewhere. This is not... I'm not on TikTok. I don't know if this is a trend. But folks go into Costco where they keep the cost low. And I might actually be headed to Costco as soon as I'm done with this interview. Get a bucket. <laughs> there is one right I'm down the road. Kidding. I'm not kidding. I'm going to ride right down the street, grab, grab a hot dog, top off the gas. But the idea of, you know, it's the swipe left, swipe right culture. You don't know if you want to commit like a, a lot of funds to a first date if you don't know that person because there's a chance maybe you're being sold a false bill of goods in terms of, what they're saying in their prompts, what they might look like. Somebody's not as tall as you thought they were, small. That's a photo from five years ago. Like, yeah, I mean, you don't even have to. You don't even have to paint it that way. It's it's that you know sometimes personality. You just clash, don't vibe. You don't know. You just it's just not vibe. a fit. So that's why you do coffee dates. And I've always been pro coffee date over dinner at first. And it, when For you're sure. talking about online dating versus like if you know somebody, yeah, ask them out to dinner. This yeah. isn't for everybody. So this might be a just as cheap alternative that might be in fact more effective in that you can do more people watching and walking around to get a better sense of who this person is than going to a movie where you're not talking to one another or when you're sat down either getting coffee or grabbing a meal first date at an airport terminal yeah who says no that's you know both people every time that's it's <laughs> a terrible idea i actually don't think it is because who would ever think of that that would be creative. If you hit someone up, airport terminal, let's just walk around. You go through security together. Hey, do you guys have a ticket? <laughs> no, no. No. We're just no. roaming See, around the terminal. You, security? No, you're immediately getting a no. No one what wants to go through security. No, well, I'm just saying. The if crea- they don't have to. The creativity. I get what you're unless saying. Unless you're like trying to make a flight. Well, what's the problem with security, depending on how small the airport is? I was trying to be a smartass, and you actually... Or trying to validate what it. a it's great fine. idea it's fine all right so i i understand the intent of the costco date mm-hmm. i just think it can be accomplished a number of ways to me it's more about a mindset than a setting so you're going to be pretentious i don't like the costco mindset that what you're saying? No, I'm saying I like the mindset of this whole oh, so scenario. You agree, so you agree with me? On you this. can go on. I mean, you can go on a first date anywhere. Yeah. So we're in agreement. Like, just go grab a couple swings at the park. Okay, fine. Yesterday it was Will Dalton agreeing he's going to do go on a date, and it's not going to be brought up that the radio is the reason why we did this thing. You're going to give it a real shot. <laughs> well, yeah, because that would ruin it. I'm doubling down. It's going to be Will Dalton and Darren Vod. Will and Darren. Gonna go on a date with somebody, and you're gonna go to Costco. no together. We're gonna go. We're gonna. Yeah. Well, actually, I haven't even asked. Are you a Costco man, Sam's Club guy? Do you got none some of access? the above? Now, nah, well, then never mind. I guess you're out. No, of I can. I, I can. Um. 
You can get a membership card. Yeah, I, I can get added to mom and dad's Sam's there plan. There you go. Boom. It's I've all it takes. It's like Netflix. You know, we, yeah, just borrow yeah, somebody that's else's. Right. That's all you need to do. Get in, get a hot dog. Maybe flex and say, yo. I, I like the sliced pizza. That's all right there. Yeah. That's all right. What right? a great conversation point. Little, I like the hot dog. You like the pizza. Right. They had the ice cream sundae there. Haven't tried the frozen yogurt. Might do that in a little bit. Who knows? Yeah. The frozen yogurt at Sam's Club, I swear it's just like ice cream. Like it. it well, frozen yogurt is that a pro like or a, is that a pro or a con? Oh, it's a pro. It's delicious. It's like a dollar and a nickel. Well, frozen yogurt is supposed to be kind of like yeah, ice cream, but it, isn't it? He said just like ice cream. Uh, I mean like identical. Like it's like. If, if you gave that to Yeah, somebody. but what if I want Froyo? Yeah. They're two separate things, Will. What? That's like saying... Will's you know. ordering Froyo <laughs> with the expectation... That's like saying, it's yeah, like, the hot dogs are just like bratwursts. Well, this thing... Sometimes just like I just want a hot dog, man. Like, if About you gave this dog. to somebody and asked, what is that? They would say it's vanilla ice cream. They huh. were not... Yeah. I mean, identical. So you both are down on this. Just just giving it a shot. See what down for it. Show. Yeah, yeah. For the sake Down of the it. show and a story to tell, which we love those, because we're in this business. I wouldn't want you to do it just for the purpose of the show. I no, want you no. to do it with the intent of finding he love. He said. Kind of like The Bachelor, he, for real. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The people on The Bachelor don't do it just for the show. Yeah. Well, no. I, that's why I want it to be kind of like that. Yeah, you want the Instagram followers and you want to do it for content, but you also might end up with a, a husband or a fiance in the end of it. This would make for like a great Impractical Jokers episode. A Costco date? Yeah. I feel like they like go way the more extreme Will, than this. Will's the guy who actually watches Impractical Jokers, I, I watches don't, True TV aside is, from the one month out of the year. <laughs> I just, I, the one I've weekend. seen it and I, you know, I know I want to. I, know I like it. It's a good it. show. Yeah. I, conceptually, it's oh, yeah. funny. True TV Awareness Week <laughs> is every week in Will Dalton's house. <laughs> All right, so what? Hold on. Where did you and Sarah Bradford go on your first date? Probably an airport. Tournament. Her house. Whoa, bold. Mm-hmm. She invited me, and I'm like, "Why? I could be a serial killer." Not a great first joke, by the way. No, Probably I, I, why I yeah, took her no, it's three it's, or four dates uh, for her to come around and like me like that. <laughs> um, but, but. It, I could uh, want to dice you up and I'm put like, you in a jar so in my was, basement. So what was what was your thinking? She's like. Uh, you your smile seems nice. You seem nice, unintimidating. Cuddly, cuddly, as Adam Gold All put right. it. Good instincts, Sarah Bradford. Right? Yeah. Like you didn't get you didn't get murdered. She didn't say cuddly, room. but she said that unintimidating and smiley. Smiley, that's good. I mean, but like, think about it. Serial killers are pretty smiley. They uh, can be. <laughs> uh, you want to know how I got these scars? <laughs> like w- Willem Dafoe? Let's put a smile on that face. All right. Nope. We're not doing that. Your mic's off. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're just trying to creep out your listeners? Come on, Josh. It's been a long day. It has. It, it's been too long. Can I go home now? Yeah, go home. Go home. You've done enough radio. Leave the remaining two hours and change to us here. I might. See, what's interesting is... I did the show out of uh, Adam Gold's studio in Raleigh. So I'm driving back. I need to hurry up and get out of town so I can catch the end of this show that I'm on right now. Well, don't. Be safe. Yeah. Be safe. Yeah. 
but yeah, no, hope hope to have you uh, as we take it to the house a little bit later. Just know I'll be listening to take it to the house. Do we still take it to the house? Is that a thing? You still darn the house. right we do. Love it. I've been doing drive time radio for five years, and every single show ends with take it to the house. Right. I was just making sure, making sure. I'm just trying to. We're. I'm vibing with Will. His. This is our first time. Me guest hosting, him producing. So, mm. I get jealous easy. So, be careful. Whatever. Just, just go Whatever. Go away, John. All right. Bye. <laughs> the airport. See you guys. See you, man. <laughs> uh, nice job on Adam Gold earlier today. Uh, we're going to take a break. On the other side, what are we going to talk about, Will? You know what? Just despite Josh, I'm going to talk college baseball on the other side. Rather than, yeah, I don't know, NFL draft or Let's Zion or yeah. whatever. College baseball next on The Drive. This is The Drive with Josh Graham. Give it to me straight, Chief. Here we go. Isn't anyone going to say what we all better be thinking? On WSJS Sports. All right, we're back on the drive. Darren bought in for Josh Graham. Finally, finally got him to leave. Jeez. Get out of here. Fine. Love the MJ pick here. Will, you're doing great. I told on the, you. Uh, I told you. Bump music. This is good. Speaking of music, by the way, I have totally neglected music and me filling in for Josh where I normally bungle things that get other people paid. So I'm going to try my best not to wreak havoc on other people's lives. Um, 336-777-1600, the number if you would like to, A, discuss anything sports-related with us, 336-777-1600, or, or you will have a chance to win some tickets and go see some live music later in today's show. We've got ZZ Top tickets. They're going to be in Greensboro on August 5th at White Oak Amphitheater. Tickets go on sale Friday, so if you win them on the show today, you will get them before people can get them. Same goes for Jamie Johnson. He's going to be at White Oak Amphitheater on August 28th. Tickets go on sale Friday. Officially get them before you can get them. Right here on WSJS. 336-777-1600. Don't call right now. This is not the actual sound being played. It is the sound that you're going to hear later that will prompt you. But when Will plays it, this is for example, okay? So, when you hear this sound. When you hear that sound, which is, of course, ZZ Top, dial 336-777-1600, and you could get tickets. When you hear this sound. Like a couple of kids just trying. That's Jamie Johnson, and when you hear that later in the show, you could win tickets to when Jamie Johnson comes to White Oak Amphitheater on August 28th. Those sounds did not count, but you will hear them later, so stay with us, and then be nice to Will. Of course, that's rule number two when you call. Otherwise, I can override it and you don't get tickets. Yeah. Yeah. Is that it? I got, did I get that right, Will? Come on now. Spot on. Okay. Spot good. on. Good. All right. Well, as promised, 
we're going to move on and talk a little bit of college baseball because it is almost that time of year. Very close. Now, like people like me, I'm into college. I work in it, so part of it is I have to pay attention because I call games. But I'm into college baseball year-round. Beginning of the season, end of the season, whenever. There are more casual fans. I understand. I get it. I appreciate it. I'm here to help. If you are just now diving into baseball in general with the major leagues getting started a couple of weeks ago, et cetera, and you want to, you want to, you want to get into college baseball, it's a good time because, again, we're nearing the end of conference play. Conference tournaments will happen soon. And then, God, one of the best times of the year, we get NCAA regionals, super regionals, college world series. And there are a lot of good teams in North Carolina. So, Will, I'm going to put you in the the shoes of a listener, a more casual college baseball fan. Any questions? What can I catch you up on? Well, let's start here because I am a Carolina fan. Uh, Okay. You know, and the the Tar Heels have had a a pretty solid baseball tradition, at least, you know, when I was coming up. Uh, You know, they haven't really won as much. In the most recent years, they didn't I mean, win the ACC they, title though a few years ago, though, right? Yeah, and ve- very recent yeah. College World Series appearances too. So, like, yeah. don't don't sleep on yeah. North Carolina as a so, so as how a are they traditional powerhouse? Yeah, uh, good. I like North Carolina a lot. Mm-hmm. They started off red hot and have stumbled as of late, but it's not for lack of good offense. Yeah. So they've got uh, a freshman Vance Honeycutt who started off on fire. Actually, if it wasn't for Tommy White, the freshman at NC State who took the world by storm the first week of the college baseball season, Vance Honeycutt would have been getting that same attention because he was not much worse than Tommy White that first weekend. Honeycutt is an incredible five-tool player for North Carolina. Uh, He has started to strike out a little bit more, so he's moved to the bottom of their order. Which is a good thing. Like they, they have good bats. Um, they lost two extra inning games to Louisville at Louisville a couple of weeks ago, and have just tr- they've they've played well, but not well enough to beat some of the better teams in the ACC. If that makes sense. So they're still good. They are a good team. They're going to make the postseason. Uh, the pitching has been an issue. They just got a big midweek against Campbell last night to sort of get back on track. Um, they had lost 12 of 16 overall, including big upset victory for North Carolina A&T a little over a week ago, a week ago yesterday that I was on the call for. Um, North Carolina's good. They've been very, very, very good at home. Not as good on the road, but competitive. They, they've not, they haven't had a game in the ACC, in which they have not been competitive. Right. So they're, they're going to be in it. They're probably, I think they're projected as a two or a three seed mm-hmm. in a regional right now if, if the season was to end today. But they're one of a number of teams that could win the ACC title and turn that into a run and, and get to Omaha. So I'm curious, because obviously the whole thing went down in Omaha with NC State right? not too long ago. So the question, because I'm actually genuinely curious about this, like, are they ba- are they in a position to bounce back into that spot, or how are they looking? 
They are. So the book on NC State coming into this season was they lost a lot of of bats and and field players, position players in their lineup to the MLB draft. Um, Elliot Avent, their head coach, was the US, USA Baseball Collegiate National Team over the summer. I actually spent draft day hanging out with him watching the draft, and he was sort of getting updates from his guys and some of them were taken in later rounds. Terrell Tatum, now a member of the Winston-Salem Dash, by the way, nice, uh, was one of those that he, he really improved his stock last year but still wasn't sure if he wanted to go and had to be convinced by Elliot, that just a gem of a dude, like, hey, I'll figure it out. I'll, I'll, I'll reload. Don't you love that? I'll reload. You go play professional baseball. And better yet, they, they knew the writing was sort of on the wall with the White Sox drafting him, that he mm-hmm. was going to be in Winston-Salem. So it's like, uh, come on, no-brainer. Yeah, no-brainer. Play professional ball in the state that you played your college ball, and it's like a, a homecoming sort of thing. Um, so Terrell Tatum was just one of a number of guys, and he was a first-team all-ACC outfielder and designated hitter. Um, the book on NC State coming into this season was, of course, Revenge Tour because they got booted from, oh, yeah. from the College World Series because of the COVID stuff. But they also returned their entire starting rotation, most of their pitching staff. Uh, and it has been good, and as advertised. Uh, Sam Highfield is, is kind of their ace. He was hurt for a little bit and, and is just now getting worked back in. But they're good. They're a projected two seed. They actually, if you're listening and unaware, are going to be around tonight. NC State at High Point at the Rockers Place, Truest Point, starts at 6.30 p.m. tonight. So if you're in the area, you get a chance to go check out some local college baseball at a very popular, I understand it, amongst our listeners, baseball venue, which would be cool. I, if I, yeah, oh, it's, it's beautiful. Um, and the Rockers do a great job hosting things like this college game that is also, I believe, going to be on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, if you can't make it, you can check it out there digitally. So, NC State, also good. All right, well, I had another team in mind, but since you kind of set it up beautifully and we're talking about teams around the, in the North Carolina area and you happen to be uh, connected to this one and they're playing our last topic of conversation, what's, what's HPU baseball looking like these days? Uh, about 500 in uh-huh. conference play. They turned it around quick. I actually did an ESPN Plus game at High Point earlier in the season. They played Toledo, and they got mollywopped. It was ugly. They committed some errors. Pitching was not sharp. Uh, I walked away from that game. This was an early season game, February. Um, I walked away from that game saying, they've got a chance to be the worst team in Division I baseball. But, but. Our guy Joey Hammond, former Wake Forest assistant, longtime Wake Forest assistant, whom with in whom I have a lot of faith, to be clear, has figured it out. He's he's putting some pieces together. They're competitive. They're a pretty good team. Let's move over to that's uh, a, that's a one bid league, by the way. So so yeah. when I say oh yeah, you know UNC NC State are going to be in NCAA regionals. That's not the case with High Point unless they win the Big South tournament, and they're just not the best team so it's it's right. not expected it's a lot like basketball uh-huh. in that regard all right so we just talked about nc state which is obviously a little closer to your neck of the woods currently you're over in the raleigh studio i'm still here 
right here near Wake Forest, and we give a lot of their tickets away. Not today, yeah. but what do they look like these days? They hit it hard. Yeah. That's what so I hear. They, they, over the past handful of years, the Demon Deeks have started this uh, sort of trend of, of being referred to as rake forest because they rake at the oh, plate. Yeah. Love yeah. it. And it rings true year in and year out. Um, they're one of the best home run hitting teams in the country. They've got an electric starting pitcher named Eric Adler, who is also very good. I think people who, who watch Wake Forest baseball know they regularly have dudes, guys who make it to the next level. Ryan Cusick is in the Braves system right now and throws over 100 miles per hour. Um, they, just, they regularly have dudes that can play. They're pretty regularly a good competitive team, but they get lost in the shuffle a lot in the ACC. Uh, I think at some point, one of these years, relatively soon, they're going to break through and not just be another good ACC team. They, again, are projected, I think, as a two-seed right now if the NCAA tournament were to begin today. So they're going to make it. They're going to play in a regional. They're going to be good. I mean, they're good. Um, I think it's soon coming that Tom Walter is going to get them out of that sort of middle of the rut ACC and get them to at least one season. It's a breakout. It'll be very Jim Grobe-esque, right? Uh, and, and they might win the ACC one year, something like that. But they're good, too. And they, they hit really well. Again, they've got some electric arms on their staff. So we've got time for two more quick ones. And I, okay. think, I think Josh will appreciate this one. They're on a five-game win streak. They swept UCF. CCU looking like over there. I saw, I saw the Pirates a lot early this season, including I'd never done a game at Clark LeClaire Stadium, um, and I, I called a game at, at ECU's home venue on ESPN Plus a couple of weeks ago. Um, they lost their ace pitcher. Right out of the gate. Carson Wisenhunt, a guy who was projected to be a first-round pick. Um, sort of vague NCAA issues kept him off the field this year. He was a collegiate national team guy for, for USA Baseball, was going to head up that pitching staff. Uh, really good left-handed pitcher. Very crafty, um, big body, just everything you want in, in an ace at that level. And they lost him. Like a week before the season, they found out. So Cliff Godwin, to his credit, has had to do some adjusting. For instance, their team captain and starting shortstop at the beginning of the year has converted to a starting pitcher, something that even his parents on a recruiting visit by Coach Godwin were told he would never do in an ECU uniform. But desperate times call for desperate measures – Godwin was surveying his roster, being like, okay, I need guys that can pitch. Ryder Giles is his name. Ryder, Ryder can sling it a little bit. We'll, we'll give him a shot. It works pretty well. He gets another start. It works pretty well. He's like, you know what? I can't really afford to play you at shortstop anymore, Ryder. You're one of my weekend starters. So, to their credit, they've turned it around. They've been really good since entering conference play in the American. Uh, it, even if they don't win the American, that's currently Tulane's territory. Tulane's a really good team and traditionally just a powerhouse in baseball, too. Um, ECU was picked in the preseason to win it, but Tulane has sort of emerged because of the shaky start by ECU as the favorite 
ECU can make it as an at-large and probably will. They're, they're projected a two-seed right now in a regional. and I, I, It feels like I keep saying two-seed. There are 16 NCAA regionals. 32 teams make it, or 16 with four, rather, in each regional. So very, very similar layout to the NCAA March Madness men's and women's basketball tournaments. But uh, they just are seeded a little bit differently in that there are a lot of ones, a lot of twos, a lot of threes, and a lot of fours. So if, if it sounds like I'm saying twos a lot, that's because there are that many, and it just so happens that all these teams are projected there. And then one more real fast, one of your alma maters, Elon. Elon. Uh, they're okay in the CAA. It's another one-bid league, and you know you might be if you're a fan of NC State, um, you you probably are aware of Northeastern because they swept the Wolfpack earlier this season. Northeastern right now is the class of the Colonial Athletic Association. It seems kind of hard, difficult for anybody else to win that league right now, but it's a it's a good baseball league, and Elon's competitive as always. So yeah, no, I'm I'm uh, proud of the effort they're putting in. So I think that's it. I mentioned Campbell earlier. By the way, yes. just to give you the, the lowdown on all the good teams in the state, you, can't, you cannot continue that conversation without mentioning Campbell. They're running the Big South. They've got a shortstop named Zach Neto, who is probably going to be a first-round MLB draft pick, who is a marvel. If you get a chance to go watch Campbell play baseball, do it. We love rooting for the little guys. These are little guys with super regional Cinderella run to Omaha potential. So just believe me when I tell you Campbell is good. And if you're if you're seeking out some good college baseball, that would be one to put on your on your calendar. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Will. Uh-huh. Darren Vaught in for Josh Graham, about to do something Josh would never dare do on the radio. What's today's date, Will? I believe it's 420. April the 20th, that's correct. It's a, it's a holiday, you know. It's what should be a national holiday. And we're going to celebrate the only way I have in my adult life. Every year year on April 20th. When did Stephen A. get here? (laughs) We're going to celebrate the way we all celebrate. Stay off the weed. (laughs) The only way I know how. The way we always do. It's always a special day on April the 20th. Because on this day... Weed. We got the highest. Weed. We got the highest playoff points total in NBA history. Michael Jordan versus the Celtics in 1986. What do you think I was talking about? It's a. It is a historic day in sports. MJ dropped 63. He was just a youngin'. A standout player at the University of North Carolina. Jordan was drafted by the Chicago Bulls in 1984, the third overall selection behind 
the dream. Hakeem Olajuwon, who went to the Rockets, and Sam Bowie, who went to the Portland Trailblazers. We the 6'6 Jordan quickly established himself as a star in the NBA. He was named the league's rookie of the year, and he led the Bulls in scoring, assists, rebounds, and steals. The Bulls made it to the playoffs that year, but lost to the Milwaukee Bucks. Jordan had to sit out much of his second season due to a broken foot. However, he returned in time to join his team in the playoffs. And on April 20th, 420-1986 in game two of the first round series against the Celtics, Jordan scored a legendary 63 points, a record that still stands. Of the achievement, the Celtics star forward Larry Bird said, he's the most exciting, awesome player in the game today. I think it's just God disguised as Michael Jordan. Also that year. Jordan Jordan was the first ever player to get 200 steals and 100 blocks in a single season. (laughs) What do you guys think we were going to do? Weed. You can bring it down, Will. It's fine. Weed. I hope hope at least one person (laughs) thought we were going to smoke marijuana on the air. That would, of course, Why I can't would you do think that. that? I can't do that. Why would you think that? You're already smoky enough as it is. We don't need smoke, my smoky voice yeah. because it's just uh. not coming back. It's cracked a couple of times today. I'm not proud, but such is life. Such is life, man. You do, you do, you know, radio and TV and stuff. Every I bet day. you got occasionally. A- occasionally, it's just not going to be the 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 boisterous voice that it always is. I bet you've got a jumbo pack of uh, Hall's Breezers over there, don't you? Oh, you remember. Of course. Do you remember the chemical in Hall's Breezers that is most important? I remember you telling me, but I don't. Pectin. The key is pectin. I wouldn't have remembered that. For for those listening at home, you get a sore throat, you want to take care of the voice, menthol, not the answer. Don't get the minty numb your throat cough drops i mean whatever or do maybe you just like the sensation that's fine but if you want to do like a sort of a a natural more natural healing way with your throat get something with pectin in it p-e-c-t-i-n that's the key you can get pure pectin drops they're like unflavored and they're just like little clear capsules i like the i like the halls because you know they put a nice little flavor on them they're whatever I bet you've Jerry got a stash like no other. Something. With just all these things for you. I buy them and I buy them in bulk. No yeah. joke. I've yeah. I've got in my kitchen. There's a, a cabinet up above my microwave, and it's like a a long box full of the bags. I it, they probably come twenty bags at a time. I would love to see this. They probably do. So maybe I'll maybe I'll shoot you a picture later of my I look my stash that. of those. All right, so it's four twenty. We're celebrating in that way. Also. This day in sports history, there are uh, a number of, of cool things that happened on April 20th in sports history that don't include us smoking weed on the air and getting fired. So weed. we're obviously not going to do that. I will tell you, though, April 20th technically is the birthday of two of the oldest, most famous 
baseball venues in the country. Can you guess which two? A birthday as in the first game played there was on an April 20th. I'm assuming like still standing stadiums, right? Yeah. Like current and used. Fenway? Yeah. Do you know the second one? Seems Cam- pretty obvious. Camden Yards? Nope. Uh, hmm. I'm trying to think of something. One as of the old. oldest, and you said Camden Yards. You just made a lot of people feel I'm stupid so old. <laughs> yeah, well. Can't make them all happy. It's part of the radio business. Uh, I'm trying to think of a park as old as Fenway or similar. I mean, it's Do- ba- like basically two of the three that you would put in this category. I mean, Dodger Stadium's pretty old. Is the know. third one, but not the one I'm thinking of. Okay. So it's close. Um, Come on now. I feel like actually I mentioned it earlier on the show. I've been there once, but it wasn't to see a baseball game. Oh, oh! I feel so silly. Wrigley, Wrigley. (laughs) Happy birthdays, Fenway Park, Wrigley Field, as part of our 420 celebration. Also, congrats on your 63 points in the playoffs before either of us was born, Michael. Weed. All right, on the other side, Brian Geisinger is going to be with us. Uh, If you want to prime yourself for what to expect when he joins us, you can quickly punch him up on Twitter, at bgeis underscore bird. He is a savant. He is an occasional broadcast partner of mine. He's a good friend. We get coffee a lot. He's a good dude overall. He's going to be here to talk NBA playoffs for a couple segments. That's next on The Drive. We have developed a great program for you. Unbalanced and a little out of control. (laughs) You're on the drive with Josh Graham on WSJS Sports. Okay, Will, Will, you're hitting me with some Bayside as a bump. What is, you're the man. You're the man. That's well done. That's well done. If you're unfamiliar with this band, they're a, a punk group that is uh, probably my favorite ever. So uh, that's cool. Nicely done, Will. Uh, we've got Brian Geisinger joining us by Zoom to talk a little bit of NBA playoffs at bgeis underscore bird on Twitter. I know I liked it too, Will, but like you don't you don't have to keep playing it. <laughs> Thought I might get you fired up for this interview. <laughs> uh, BG, I can't, I can't see you because the Zoom is on Will's end. We're doing this magic of radio thing where I'm in Raleigh. But uh, welcome to the show. How are you, friend? I'm doing well. I'm enjoying the playoffs. I hope you guys are uh, are enjoying some of the, the hoops uh, the last couple of days too. Yeah, for sure. And actually, you know, the invite was NBA playoffs related. If I can. I want to ask you a, a college basketball question first. With the news that we got, you know, a little over hour and a half, two hours ago, of National Player of the Year Oscar Shibway coming back for Kentucky, um, I, I could not find the last time a National Player of the Year came back uh, or, or was able to. You know, if it's not a senior who's run out of eligibility, it is typically either either that and or someone who is drafted very high, like in the first round, and, and it's you know money that you can't turn down, and you, you have to go. 
Um, what were your impressions of the Shibwe news when you saw it? Yeah, it uh, it certainly does seem to be, um, you know, a new a new day and age in college basketball to an extent. I feel like it reflects something that we saw more re- more locally with Armando Baycott, um, you know, a week ago. And I would say Baycott is arguably the closest facsimile to Shibuya in college basketball, right? To you know, double-double machines, elite rebounders, guys that will probably play in the NBA for a long time but aren't, you know, first-round picks. And there can be a lot of money made via NIL to come back and be the face of college basketball, especially if you're doing it at these blue blood programs like Kentucky and UNC. Um, It's going to be fascinating to see how NIL really comes into play with these big time programs like Duke, like, you know, be interesting to see if, if, if Trevor Keels sticks at Duke for another season, you know, it wouldn't be this exact same thing, but it's in the same ballpark. And I do believe Shibwe is the, is the, like, is the first national player of the year since Tyler Hansbrough. So another local angle, all roads leading through Tobacco Road. But Hansbrough was the national player of the year in 2008 and then came back for his senior season and won a, won a title with Roy Williams. So, yeah, fascinating to see. Um, you know, I think the main thing was just that guys deserve to have options, right? And NIL was something that was overdue. For me, it really does sort of just seem like the bare minimum as far as getting these guys some money or some of these women money for their their gifts and their talents. But for this certain class of basketball players that are going to be on the fence with should they start a pro career, should they come back, that now the option to return is more palatable than it's ever been because they can come back and still make what? Two hundred thousand dollars, five hundred thousand uh, dollars, in you know, in endorsements, and and get to be the face of the sport for another year. So it's um yeah, it, again, it does sort of feel like the start of something new uh, with college basketball um, in the in the draft. Yeah, is there something to? I, I pushed out a theory earlier that maybe there are just more good basketball players than there ever have been, and it seemed like for a long time. Maybe there were guys, this is super anecdotal and just a me thing, but do you remember Aaron Miles, the point guard from Kansas? Yeah, this would have, yeah Like early, to, early 2000s probably. Yeah, he, play, he played for Roy at Kansas, yeah. Yeah, so I, I remember as a, I was like a teenager at the time, I remember thinking, A, he's my favorite player in college basketball. B, I, I, I can't wait to see him as a pro. And he didn't pan out. And now I think he's like even a G League head coach. So mm-hmm. he's, 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 you know, made a life in basketball for himself, which is cool to see. But he would be just like an example or, or like a local angle, uh, a guy like a J.P. Tokido, who's, who's a, a fine basketball player and maybe pulled the trigger a little too soon on deciding to leave the college game and try to make a pro career. Um, it just seems like, before there weren't places for a lot of guys and within with nil it just sort of and the g league and and its emergence as as the developmental product that it is now over the last like five years even it just seems like there are more places for good players to go because again i think there might be more good basketball players than ever that's grandiose and i don't i don't know that you have a, a, a definite answer about that but 
Yeah, no, I agree. And even even in this sort of like preps to pros avenue that we're talking about right now, you still you have overtime elite, which has been a pretty big success so far. And you're going to start seeing future NBA guys come out of that system. You've seen a lot of uh, either sort of like international prospects come out of the NBL, which is the pro league in New Zealand and Australia, or you've seen American uh, young prospects like LaMelo Ball or RJ Hampton go to Australia or New Zealand and, uh, and, you know, get their, get essentially get their pro career started there and then turn into lottery draft picks and yeah, again, just focusing on like the NBA specifically, there's no great way to measure this other than to just come out and say like the league has just never been more talented than it is now. It's ridiculous. Like you look at some of their rosters in the NBA and there's some guys that can't even crack rotations because there's just, there again, there's just only but so many minutes to go, to go around. There are guys in the G League that are incredible. There are guys international that are incredible. Um, so yeah, you have guys playing for longer at a skill level that is higher now than ever before. And I think as basketball continues to look, it'll always self-select for height and size. Like that's always going to be important, but I really think as a skill in shooting and passing are like emphasized as like the, the core things to getting on the court in basketball, you're going to just see more and more uh, guys pushing one another to get on the court for those, again, just, you know, there's a finite amount of minutes, finite amount of roster spots to go around. And so, yeah, I just think it's sort of like a iron sharpens iron kind of thing. And yeah, again, as far as the like college or preps to pros, there's probably never been more options. And all of that really came along in the last couple of years, G League Ignite, Overtime Elite, NBL, and um, certainly what NIL is doing for college basketball as well. Brian Geisinger with us at Geis underscore Bird. He is uh, a, a number of things you're involved in. ACC Sports Journal, accsports.com, uh, practically running that stuff. Sometimes broadcast partner of mine, for which I'm thankful and always excited yeah. when we get the chance. Uh, Sports Channel 8, the BuzzBeat podcast, Hornets specific coverage there as well. Um, Brian Geisinger again at Geis underscore Bird. On Twitter. All right, let's look at these NBA playoffs. Three games tonight, three tomorrow. Beginning today with the Nets Celtics with Boston leading the series one to nothing. I hate these conversations, BG, because I think they can devolve pretty quickly in just like dumb yelling back and forth. And I think you'll agree with me on this. Ranking players. With that being said, where does Jason Tatum of the Celtics, former Duke star, of course, fit into the hierarchy right this second of best players in the NBA? Yeah, I mean, I think he's he's safely inside the top 12 to 15, and he's making a case for top 10 right now. Um, there's some fluctuation, and it's like, how you don't know exactly how do you factor in someone like Kawhi Leonard, who we haven't seen play for a year now. But, like, if you and I started listing guys out, it wouldn't take, you know, of guys that are obviously, like, you know, better than Tatum, we would run out of names pretty quickly. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, it, would, it wouldn't take very long to get through Giannis, Embiid, Durant, Luka. Uh, and, again, like, you know, uh, 
Jokic. Uh, but again, like once you start getting into like the seven, eight, nine range, I think you're going to start uh, running into guys where, where Tatum is equal to or, or maybe marginally better. But he's a super good two-way player. Um, he was phenomenal in game game one, really went toe-to-toe with Durant. I'm sure uh, KD will play better tonight. But Tatum is, you know, going to be first or second team All-NBA this season. And this has just been like a, a steady climb for him. Like he came in, he was ready to roll from day one as a rookie. And he gets, he's just gotten better for the most part each and every season. And this, and this year, like kind of in the middle of the season, he made a jump. And I think it did help that they, they put Marcus Smart, like it made him like the primary ball handler for them. And Tatum, obviously he still handles it a ton. But they let him get into more of like an attacking role. And and obviously, like he can be a very good passer and distributor. Um, that's part of like what makes him so special is that he can be one of these sort of like apex creators. Um, but he's a he's a terrific player and he's gonna be really, really good for a long time. And by by the prime of his career, I think he's only 24. So like, you know, we're we're starting to approach, you know, maybe another year or two from now, we're gonna be getting into prime Tatum. And yeah, he's a guy that I think projects to be a top five player in the league and someone that's really good for an insanely long period of time. And we should feel lucky to have gotten to see him up close uh, that, that very, you know, that very brief season he played at, at Duke a couple of years ago. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, Brian Geisinger is with us. He's going to hang on for next segment, but we will go to a quick break at bguys underscore bird. If you want to peruse his, his Twitter pontification uh, during the break just to get a taste of what you're going to get. Oh, 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 look at this. My voice cracked again. I got excited. I'm sorry. That ZZ Top noise means only one thing. 336-777-1600. Call it now to get tickets August 5th at White Oak Amphitheater. ZZ Top. Tickets officially go on sale Friday, so get them before you can get them. Be nice to Will. We're going to go to break and come back with BG. When we come back, someone will have won ZZ Top tickets. This is The Drive. Precision Garage Door believes they are only as good as the technicians they send to your home. As the face of their company, their techs are well-trained, professional, and dependable. Are you Precision Garage Door worthy? Precision Garage Door in Greensboro and Winston-Salem is now hiring. They personally hire each one of their technicians and provide them with innovative training and full field experience. Call Precision Garage Door in Greensboro and Winston-Salem or visit them online at PrecisionDoorNC.com. That's PrecisionDoorNC.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. I love Baker. I appreciate his edge. I think it's something he brings to the table. When Baker starts sitting at these podiums and has a little bit of that tone, I'm fine with you having that tone. You just got to ball out, man. Because if you ball out, all that stuff goes away. If you don't ball out and you have that tone like I don't care, then people can twist that and that could be used against you. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Weekday mornings at (laughs) 6 on WSJS Sports. Do you think all premium fuels are the same? Well, your engine doesn't. Shell V Power Nitro Plus helps keep your engine running like new because it's engineered to defend against four main engine threats. Gunk, wear, corrosion, and friction. So next time, choose Shell's most advanced fuel ever. It's fuel for thought. In engines that continuously use Shell V Power Nitro Plus premium gasoline. This is Discover, and we take customer service very seriously. 
We know that if you have a question or concern about your credit card, that's a serious matter, and you need to talk to a real person about it. So we offer around-the-clock access to seriously talented representatives in the USA. Again, it's a serious endeavor. The only funny thing about it is Bob. If you call us and Bob answers, you're in for a treat. Get 100% U.S.-based customer service and talk to a real person day or night. Discover exceptionally common sense. Climb in, strap on your belt. This is Behind the Wheel with Nikita Koloff and Jeff Wood. The Russian Nightmare, Nikita Koloff, and I am here with Modern Chevrolet's General Sales Manager, Jeff Wood. Jeff, what's going on over at Modern Chevrolet? Hey, Nikita, we've got new cars rolling in from the factory. We've got great deals going on. We're paying top dollar for trade-ins. We've got a state-of-the-art facility. We're offering the one-hour or free oil change that's going on right now, so please come by and see us. Love to help you. There you heard it, a one-hour oil change, or it's free. Hey, go over to Modern Chevrolet. Check them out, modernchevrolet.com. Jeff Wood, see him in all the game. This has been Behind the Wheel with Nikita Koloff and Jeff Wood. Put the pedal to the middle and find new roads. Modern Chevrolet. Experience the modern difference. Ah, young people these days. Little Cub, what do these things mean? Like LOL. Laugh out loud. Okay, what about SMH? Shake my head. Okay, I got one for you. Do you know what CWF means? I'll give you a clue. You walk around on them every day in our house, the beautiful wood floors. The beautiful wood floors in Mimi and Papa's house. Have any idea now what CWF means? Carolina wood floors? That's exactly right. Carolina wood floors. Open your doors to beautiful floors. Learn more at carolinawoodfloors.net. carolinawoodfloors.net. I have a pain in my ear. And what is causing it? The Drive with Josh Graham on WSJS Sports. Darren Vaught with you on The Drive. Some other idiot in the press, according to Charles Barkley. Josh Graham's not here today. You heard him filling in for Adam Gold from noon to three. I'm happy to help him make that happen. I know that was important to him. Brian Geisinger is with us via Zoom at bgeis underscore bird as we are talking through the NBA playoffs and playing Green Day's greatest hits on the drive today. Will Dalton in in charge of that stuff. He's uh, producing on the other side of the glass and, in a way, on the other side of the state from, yeah, I was about to say, uh, it's a little, a little further in glass there, Darren. From, from where I am. <laughs> Pulling back the curtain, I'm in I'm in Raleigh. Uh, BG is somewhere in the, the Triangle area via Zoom. And uh, Will is in the Kernersville studio. So we're just doing this in the totally 2022 fashion uh, that things typically get done now, which is, um, you know, cool that I can talk to you guys without having to, like, drive 90 miles. That's, it's the, vir- it's that's the virtual right. world. Yeah, no, it's fine. It's fine. Um, BG, we have a couple more basketball games happening tonight in the NBA playoffs that we need to discuss. Uh, so I'll move right along. We started with Nets Celtics. I'm going to move right along to 76ers Raptors at eight o'clock tonight. I'll, I'll lead it into this question. If you are the Raptors, if there's, is there any other coach you'd rather be down to O2 than Doc Rivers? <laughs> Um, 
Uh, Jeff Bezdelic. How about that? Uh, no, uh, playing, playing to the hometown fans here. Uh, no, and, and for whatever it's worth, I think Doc Rivers so far has had a good, a good series. Uh, I think he's pushed, uh, some of the right buttons and, uh, man, Philly's just been a buzzsaw the first two games, um, carving up Toronto's defense, working the, the switches, feeding and beating the post, drawing doubles. I think, uh, I think Toronto's health defense has been a little scattershot and Embiid's making great reads. Tobias Harris has been aggressive as a shooter and as a defender. Tyrese Maxey has been uh, terrific, like A1 efforts from from, uh, the second-year pro who's been terrific getting downhill and making some big shots. And, you know, Harden doesn't – James Harden doesn't have quite the burst, but he's still giving them enough of a pressure point on the rim. He can shoot well enough. Um, and he's still an excellent, uh, excellent passer. So I don't know, Toronto, especially without Scotty Barnes, you don't want to ever overreact because like these series, they're going to go back and forth. They're going to be punches, counter punches, adjustments to those counter punches. But uh, so far, Philadelphia has just blitzed them. And offensively, the Sixers have been superb, absolutely cooking a smaller uh, and aggressive defense by Toronto. I think really just sort of like taking advantage of their size disparity and also really punishing the Raptors when they get them into uh, rotations. Yeah, and then the late game, Bulls, Bucks, Milwaukee with a 1-0 lead in the series begins at 9:30. Uh, this one's interesting to me because I think the Bucks, for a few years now at least, have been sort of the class of of the Eastern Conference, and Giannis has a, a lot to do with that. But the Bulls were this team that sort of was lying around in the weeds the past couple of years, had a big offseason, brought in some major pieces. And I I really like them. I, I don't know that I'm, I'm bold enough to say that they would knock out the Bucks in this series. But I, I think it's going to be tougher than a lot of people expect for Milwaukee. What's How do you gauge this one? Yeah, I mean, I think a uh, couple things. One, it's a bummer that there's no Lonzo Ball available for Chicago. Yeah. in this series. I mean, the Bulls were, they they had, the, I think, the second best record in the East heading into the All-Star break. And it really was the back third last, you know, 25 games of the season where injuries finally caught up with them. Uh, they missed a lot of Alex Caruso, who's back, and he played very well in game one defensively against the Bucks, but, you know, no Lonzo. And so their defense doesn't have quite the same punch. Now, with that said, Patrick Williams, the second-year forward out of FSU, uh, product of Charlotte West Mech High School in the house. Um, I thought he came in and played pretty well against Giannis in game one. And, and Williams missed a big chunk of the season. He just thinks they just couldn't get all of their guys on the court at the same time. They had the chance to steal game one on the road. And I think if they could somehow summon up that defensive effort, and if Giannis could end up in foul trouble again, although he – probably should have fouled out of that game and got, got away with a call late, late in it. But, hey, when you're the two-time MVP, you can, you're going to get – You afford yourself uh, such liberties, right, as we yeah, all saw with get, LeBron James for a number of years. You're, you're going to get a call here and there, to say the least. But, um, I don't know, the Bulls can play better, too. Like, DeMar DeRozan, who's been the, the heart and soul of that team and has really been an offense to, you know, to himself um, – you know, he had a tough game. And, then, and like, I do think for times this season, Chicago did a nice job blending the offensive creation, the one-on-one creation of DeRozan, Zach Levine, their two all-star guards with this, with this mix and using uh, uh, Nikola Vucevic, their stretch five as like kind of like the, the hub in the middle. 
Um, and no, 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 they're gonna have to, they're gonna have to like find that again because you can't beat Milwaukee by just lining up and going one on one with shot making. Um, you got to be able to attack the drop. You got to be able to, you know, put pressure on them, and uh, and they're gonna need Vucevic to stay aggressive and, and to make some shots for them, and, and if they're gonna actually like somehow get a couple games in this series. Brian Geisinger is with us at bgeis underscore bird on Twitter, uh, ACC Sports Journal, accsports.com, Sports Channel 8, and the Buzz Beat podcast covering the Hornets specifically. Really good stuff with he and the crew there. Uh, let, let's talk Western Conference because we had those games um, last night. Grizzlies bounce back, tie it one-to-one with the T-Wolves. It's a 1-1 series between the Mavs and the Jazz. Golden State looks like otherworldly Golden State so far. Uh, are the Warriors the favorite to come out of the West? I think right now they they are just because of Devin Booker being compromised for the Suns, right? Yeah. I mean, like, it already looks like Booker's going to be unlikely to play games three and four uh, against uh, against uh, New Orleans. And who knows if, you know, again, Booker was an all-NBA type guard this season. Could end up being first-team all-NBA and without him, you know, Phoenix is going to need more from Chris Paul. So, while, again, while they're a little compromised, the Warriors, who now are back at full health, right? Like Draymond Green missed a bunch of time, but now he's he's here. He's playing great basketball. Steph Curry missed basically all of the, the end of the regular season. They're bringing him off the bench right now. That won't last. But Curry has looked awesome, right? Like he's looked, he's looked, he's looked himself. Um, and so, yeah, I would say currently, and this can, like, if the Suns can get out of this series against New Orleans and can get Booker back and he's fully healthy, then I think it becomes a coin toss between those two teams. But for right now, like as of April 20th, uh, with, with just unfortunate news coming out regarding Devin Booker, then yeah, I think you have to say the Warriors are, at least as of this moment, uh, the favorite. And they look, they just, they're overwhelming Denver, which is without, you know, Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr., yeah, no, I mean the Warriors. It's it's kind of, I mean it's kind of shades of of when this first thing first got rolling for the Warriors, yeah. twenty sixteen. It's they've just to me they've been really really sharp. Is there anybody that has maybe changed your mind? I know I know you said you try not to overreact, and I respect mm-hmm. that. Uh, in these first couple of games, is there somebody that that maybe you've changed your tune on? Like, hmm, you know what? They could make a run. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I guess, like, seeing what Dallas has done without Luka Doncic is, like, pretty impressive, right? Yeah. Like, I, I didn't feel great about the Jazz heading into the playoffs. But then the last game of the regular season, Luka gets hurt. And, you know, he doesn't he's not he doesn't play in the first two games. We're not exactly sure when exactly he'll be back. Um, and for Dallas to almost granted the games were at home for the Mavericks, but for them to almost win game one and then to to run away with game two because Utah just can't stay in front of the basketball um, is is really disconcerting for for the Jazz, who looked like for a second they had a chance to sort of like rewrite their season steal a steal a first round series and then you know go from there so i would just say like what the mavericks are doing without luca is probably to me like the biggest surprise at this point um i mean they're getting great play from reggie bullock jalen brunson obviously maxi kleba had you know hit eight threes in the last game so like they're getting it from everybody 
So I, I would say the Mavs, I think it's sort of been like the biggest surprise maybe. And then again, we sort of touched on the Sixers, but I kind of thought the series against Toronto was going to be more competitive. I liked Philly in it. And maybe we still do get like a six or a seven game series, but they have just been so sharp offensively. I think they're sort of the other, other team you look out and you're like, all right, like that, this looks a little different. Again, they're getting a compromised Toronto team because Gary Trent's been sick and, and Barnes, Scotty Barnes is hurt. But, um, but they're one of the other ones that I think in these first couple of games in the playoffs have sort of, uh, you know, maybe perk my ears up. And then just lastly, very quickly, the Pelicans. Um, Brandon Ingram's making all kinds of leaps. CJ McCollum has been awesome. The young guys like Trey Murphy and Herb Jones are playing great basketball. Jose Alvarado contributing in a, you know, in a playoff win on the road against the number one seed, albeit without Devin Booker in the second half. So I would say those are the three teams that I think that have sort of like perked the most for me. Yeah, I, I like the Pelicans a lot. It feels like like they're not far from being a, a really, really good <laughs> team. Yeah, um, they don't have Zion. He was one of the 12 <laughs> best players in the league last year. Yeah. Kyra Lewis Jr., he was their lottery pick in 2020. Like, they, they're <laughs> missing God, like dudes. And even then, they still have tons of great young players. And it's you know a testament to their scouting department and their front office. Yeah, no, that's good stuff. BG, Brian Geisinger. Uh, appreciate the time as always enjoy the hooping tonight i know you will three games in a row uh so you're on cloud nine i bet but uh That's appreciate right. the yeah. time we'll we'll talk soon yeah you guys be good darren will take it easy uh, at b guys underscore bird on twitter if you want to follow him there highly recommend he clips up some uh footage from nba and college games breaks things down really 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 good in that department of things. Um,